yeah. Smith's the encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah, come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Uh. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. I know it's been probably crazy. That opening was probably crazy, me talking over it. But I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, um, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Jeff the Joker, and we make up two-thirds of the FSP Crew Show. Uh, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. 347-637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to Jeff and me. And I guess that uh, uh, emergency vehicle is always in the background. <laughs> we have That should be a sound effect of the show, or at least for me. You exactly, know? Yeah. exactly. You know, um, we also have a chat room sitting out there for you. You want to uh, lay your knowledge down in that chat room, ask a question, make a statement. You can also do that. Uh, we welcome any kind of uh, uh, um, um, input that you can give us. But remember, if you come foul, you're going to get foul. That's all I can tell you. So keep it clean, keep it on point, and then uh, we'll address it. And uh, like I said, the number to call in, just call in if you want to talk. We got talking about uh, some bad boys that uh, the NFL is uh, either going to um, uh, discipline or has discipline. Uh, we're also going to talking about the uh, uh, NFL. Hey, this week starting uh, probably middle of last week and leading into the um, Saturday. Training camps Sunday too. I think I think the last team comes in on Sunday. Um, we're going to be talking about teams coming into training camp. Training camp battles are going to start in all all positions, uh, including all the positions that pertain to um, fantasy. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking a little bit about that. Maybe not too much. Um, but without further ado, I've talked for about two or three minutes here. How about bringing in my theme co-host? And get this show rolling. Talk to me, Jeff. How you doing, my man? I'm good, Jerry. How about you? Uh, uh, a lot of things are happening. This is the last Thursday. I can't believe it. This is the last Thursday, July 30th, 2015, uh, in July. The last Thursday. Next Thursday will be the uh, 7th of July. Unbelievable how time, I mean, the it will be the 6th of July, whatever it is. I mean, August. Whatever it is, sixth or seventh of, of um, uh, August or whatever it is, it's unbelievable how fast this time is going. And before you know it, most people, some people have done it already. I know we're going to be doing it in, in several uh, weeks in the uh, August. I'm talking about the uh, fantasy drafting. Uh, so anything that happens in training camp, and um, which which. Follows into preseason, and the first preseason game, Jeff, believe it or not, is next Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, the pre, uh, the uh, um, Hall of Fame game, August 8th. Uh, I think it's August 8th, or maybe Saturday, Sunday. I forget what day it is, what day of the weekend it is, but it's August 8th, if I'm not mistaken. What's your thoughts on that before we move on to some other stuff? Yeah, I tell you, you know, once they get to camp, the first uh, preseason game comes quick. I mean, the uh, usually the first two preseason games are unwatchable. The third week, that's the best week of preseason. That's when you see the most of the starters. And as bad as these games are, um, they're a necessary evil because this is how they evaluate, you know, the uh, fringe players who's going to make the roster. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. I, I you know, um, 
And the thing about it, it and I don't understand it, but uh, you got um, most of the teams that are in, okay? Uh, veterans for the Cardinals come in tomorrow um, along with the um, uh, Houston Texans. The rookies are already in uh, for those two teams, and the Texans and the, and the Cardinals come in tomorrow along with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, rookies and veterans come in for the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, – um, uh, on the first, along with the um, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, San Francisco 49ers tomorrow, uh, the veterans come in to complete the, the, the whole roster of training camp along with the St. Louis Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, then uh, all the teams will be into in training camp by, it looks like August 1st. Oh, no, August 2nd, believe it or not. Um, the last set of um, uh, veterans come in on August 2nd, uh, which would be the Detroit Lions. They're the last team to come in uh, to training camp, just the veterans. So after that, um, which would be the uh, Sunday, all teams will have all their players in, whether it's a rookie or a um, uh, veterans. Uh, some teams have them all come in at once. Some have them come in separately. Uh, and for the rookies and and injured players to get the reps before the rest of the team, which is the veterans, come in. Um, and it's an exciting time. And uh, I'm going to bring in uh, a guy that I know uh, uh, rides hard with his team, an NFC East team. Um, I don't know if he was out there when they took the field today, but I'm going to bring him in. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him in. And uh, welcome, Macau, to the show. What's up, my man? What's up, man? I wasn't out there today. I'm gonna get okay. out there though this year, though. I'm gonna get out there down in Richmond, but I ain't. I, ain't, uh, I wasn't out there today. How are okay. you, man? Not bad, yourself. Hey, you, got, you got Jeff sitting up on the airline too. Yeah. Hey, Macau. What's going on? Hey, hey, Jeff. How you doing, bro? I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. All, All right. right. I, I I got two NFC East opponents. On the phone, one a giant, one a jet. I mean, so one a giant, one a jet, one a giant, one a Washington Redskins. And uh, um, question marks for each one of these teams. Uh, question marks, uh, quite naturally, for the offense, particularly the quarterback on the Redskins, and question for the defense, particularly the pass rush and JPP on the Giants. Uh, I'm going to ask each one of you. What's your thoughts on um, uh, and, and what's your thinking on, on your team going in the training camp and, and uh, uh, what are you looking for and, and uh, uh, what are you hoping for? Let me put it this way, uh, that these teams uh, do leading into the season. I'll go with uh, Jeff first and then I'll uh, transition to Macau. Talk to me. I'm no longer down with JPP. I mean, I have a little sympathy for the guy, but he brought that poop on himself, you know. Um, and uh, last I checked, he hasn't shown up yet for camp. Um, You're right. And uh, the Giants, uh, one of their uh, co-owners is saying uh, they don't even know how many fingers he has. You know? <laughs> That's uh, crazy. That's you know, crazy. Uh, he's a little kicked off at the Giants for franchising him. But him right. being rude to them does not help that situation. No. And, um, you know, the Giants in recent years, they try to have an abundance of pass rushers. Um, you know, I wish they could bring back OCU Minora. He's getting ready to retire, but I think he he wants to uh, sign with the Giants so he can retire as a Giant. I wish he still felt like playing. Maybe they could work something out. Um, but, yeah, that was supposed to be – settled um i guess the other big question mark is the offensive line uh i think they've been talking to um jake long uh if you know if he can pass the physical he might uh be an addition that they really need it's a shame because other parts of the team are uh pretty solid um and I i'm curious uh maybe mccall could answer this um about the redskins is this the first year they've trained in richmond and is, is this a one-year thing? Like, do they nah. plan on moving it around? Or what, what, what's, what's going on over there? Nah. 
Nah, man, this Richmond is where it's at, man. That's what, look, Virginia done put in a whole lot of money for them to build that training facility, and um, that's been here. This is going on the uh, third or fourth year. This is forever. This is forever. This is it. This is why I keep telling people, and I'm going to tell y'all again, and you can repeat it, the Washington Redskins will never play in D.C. ever, 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 ever again. I don't care what Victor say or anybody or any of these delusional people. Virginia is going to put out that money for the for the skins, period, point blank. And they, yeah. that's why they down there in Richmond. And that's and why you got you got uh, we 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 having teams visit every year because it, it it brings more. Uh, it brings more commerce to Richmond. You know what I'm saying? Belichick got to come down there. You know what I'm saying? Brady got to come down there. You know what I'm saying? This year, J.J. Watt got to come down there. You know right. what I'm saying? It's more commerce, bro. It's more commerce. It, okay. But, uh, so it's, it's interesting because uh, the Gi- excuse me, the Giants are training at home in East Rutherford, which more and more teams are doing that, you know, and there's some positives of that. Some teams like it because they don't have to pack up their whole operation and move it hundreds of miles away. And for other mm-hmm. teams, it works out better to, you know, do it somewhere else like Richmond and places like that. And the thing, the thing is, and you know, I know a little bit about the Redskins, and, um, you know, like a lot of teams, that's a regional team because – it's not just the D.C. area, it's all of Virginia and even into the Carolinas because, uh, yeah. you know, years yeah. before there was the Panthers, you know, my dad used to go to um, North Carolina on business, and he said almost all the people there were Redskin fans. Now, you know, some of the younger folks especially, you know, probably became Panther fans, but I'm, I'm fairly certain there's still a lot, a lot of Redskin fans in the Carolinas. A lot of Redskin fans there, bro. You right on the mark. You ain't missed at all, bro. That's where they at. So, so tell me, Macau, what what what's your aspirations for your team um, going into training camp right now, and and my, possibly my aspiration, my aspirations for this team is: Will this coach coach this quarterback and coach and, and call the plays necessary for this boy to win? I mean, look, Russell Wilson. It, it is not he. He just He's not good at dropping back, you know what I'm saying, a whole bunch of times in the game. So what does Seattle do? They don't call dropbacks that much. They swing them. They move them. They do a three-step. They do a, you know what I'm saying, they do all kind of innovative things. They run the ball. This guy didn't do any of that last year. It's like, it's like Robert couldn't do the things that this guy wanted him to do, and then the guy was just done. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And and then Robert is kept – RG3 is catching all the hell from all of that. Now, it didn't help him none that, you know, the falling out with Shanahan, that ain't help him. Him getting hurt, that ain't help him. You know what I'm saying? And it's the first year in the jump. None of that stuff helped him. You know, he he's accountable for all that stuff because I'm not making an apology for any of that stuff. But at the same time – I didn't see where this coach was helping him. It looked like this coach was hanging him out to dry all year long. I, I and I don't. I, I think he got uh, uh, a pull in his ear to be told, "Look, Slim, you wasn't brought here to make the Redskins a Super Bowl contender. You you wasn't brought here for that. You was brought here because you was a quarterback whisperer. Get on your job." You know what I'm saying? If this thing don't right. work, if that boy falter, if they say Robert got to go, guess what? That coach need to go right behind, right behind him because them other two quarterbacks, they ain't do – I was not impressed with either one of them, either mm-hmm. one of them. I didn't see mm-hmm. any great quarterback whispering coach, none of that. But, but Jerry, the, the hot topic in, in D.C. now is the, uh, the Saints. The Saints let let go one of their uh, one of their linebackers. Yeah, uh, Junior Gillette. Dude named Gillette. And we looking at him. Yeah, we looking at him. And it's a hot topic because 
Slim supposed to be, you know, he, he got a lot of off the field issues and stuff like right. that. And the yeah. Saints let him go, and they're going to eat up a lot of uh, cap space. I mean, a significant amount of money. Right. I think it's like almost, I think it's like close to 20 million over two seasons or something like that. Yes. Something, something like crazy that, yes. like that. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And yeah. they, they, they really looking at him. Um, I'm of the opinion that they should go ahead and get him. Get him for the veteran minimum. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like, it ain't like the Redskins. It ain't like the Redskins. Uh, it's some model organization. We used to, we used to all kind of criticisms. I mean, hell, the name, you know, we, we, we all, we got all kind of negative press. But as soon as this young get out of pocket and something go wrong, they need to cut him. They really do. I mean, cause we need to do whatever we need to do to get some pass rushes, man. Cause I, I mean, they, it's like they was anemic at getting at the quarterback last year. But that's all I got for my team. Okay. Well, we, we've had a, a caller from the, looks like, uh, from the, uh, um, Georgia area, probably from Atlanta, uh, on the line. Uh, caller from the 404. Welcome to the FSP Crew Show. State your name and tell us what you got to say. Yeah, this is Naj, and I'm in Atlanta. Uh, What's up, my man? Atlanta. Long hey, time no speak. Hey, that last caller was real spirited, man. Some interesting things coming from that caller. Uh, I'm 100% in agreement with them on the idea of if you got a quarterback like RG3, then you play to his strengths, not try to right. force him to be what you think he should be. And mm-hmm. I think we saw with Gruden that whole genius, my system works with anybody thing fall apart, as you saw Cousins and those other guys get in there and play horribly. And the Redskins really missed out by not trading Cousins when they could have, and now pretty much everybody knows what he is. They had the chance right. to kind of snooker somebody, but they uh, they kind of wasted it. Well, now, let me let me ask you. Go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, go ahead, man. No, no, you you have something that you wanted to say. Go right ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, getting to the Falcons, I don't really expect much. That offensive right. line is in disarray. We don't yeah. have much talent on defense, so the team is supposed to be built to outscore people. But since we can't protect Matt Ryan. And since Matt Ryan's not a big arm quarterback, he actually needs to a little, you know, a little dink and dunk uh, to really be effective. I really don't see much for this team this year. Uh, the NFC South typically changes hands. Carolina's won the last two years. The division was really bad last year. So we do right. have a fighting chance. But that, that Falcon team is just it, – it just looks like a team where a GM has just swung and missed on so many draft picks, three through seven, that you just depleted. Like, you don't have good backups. You don't have great talent at any starting position except for a few. And I don't know, man. I'm hoping for a miracle, but I'm expecting seven and nine, something like that. Well, I mean, uh, you got a new defensive coach, and he's supposed to be a, supposedly a, a defensive uh, genius uh, coming from Seattle. Uh, I would think that because he's a defensive-minded coach that he would be uh, more conservative and run the football and try to play decent defense. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys drafted uh, a lot of defense in, in your uh, in, in his past draft, trying to shore up that defense. Um, you don't think that defense is going to show out uh, better than uh, um, uh, than it has in the past few years? Yeah, I think it'll be better than it's been. But, I mean, no matter what, even when you get the good guy with the right scheme in, if you don't have the talent, you don't have the talent. Like, I don't care what coach you want to get. There's no football coach with the golden playbook that can win without talent or, or show well without talent. So until we get a little bit better overall on defense, I think it'll just be a process. And I, I think he'll, he'll weed out a lot of guys from the old regime uh, after this year. Yeah, one of them, one of them already man, left. Hey, go ahead, go ahead, Mikael. I, I, I wanted to ask him, who's, uh, who, 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 who do y'all have down there as a running back now? Well, basically, we got uh, Freeman from Florida State, who was the rookie last year, uh, who looked pretty good. Uh, we drafted a rookie. And besides that, man, it's running back by committee, man. So, you know how that goes. Sounds good in yeah, preseason, then you get to the season, and you got that three three yards of carry thing going on. So, let's see. Right, because yeah, your running game is going to be key, because you, uh, you got baby Shanahan down there, and – if 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 he can get that running game together, 
he's a he's a very good offensive coordinator. He got a lot of flack <laughs> up here when he was in D.C. But uh, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, he was the reason that RG3 was that was that good. You know what I'm saying? He him and Shanahan, they were the reason because they they made a commitment to running the ball, which which the coach now has a problem with. You know what I'm saying? But pay attention to that running game. If he get if Shanahan get that running game going, y'all gonna y'all gonna y'all gonna be pretty potent on offense. Yeah, but we yeah. got a bunch of little guys, man. Like I feel like we got guys who can make that's a, what he wants. Play like a thirty yard run or a big run, but I don't see us getting nah. consistent running. And if you look at the Falcons last few years, man, we've had real trouble third and one. Uh, third and two, things like that, man. And and when you can't right. get those short yardage situations, it, it's hard to stay on the field, even if you have a good offense. Well, yeah, just, but just, you know what? That, th- those are the type of running backs they like for that offense. He, if he if he run that zone stretch, if he run that zone stretch, don't worry about them little guys. Just worry about them staying healthy, because that's the type of dudes they like. Them little scatterbacks, jitterbugs, or whatever. But I know what you're saying. You want that big bruise or that big dude? They ain't got that yet. They ain't, you ain't seen that yet. But I, I if, if Shannon, like I said, if Shannon ain't get that get that running game together, Slim, y'all should y'all should be all right. Yeah, hopefully so, man. I hope you're right, man. But man, if you got little guys as running backs, I like a huge offensive line that's dominating. Since we don't have that, ah, man, you know what I mean? It's kind of the worst of both worlds. Yeah, but that's how, that's another thing about uh, uh, baby Shanahan. If they if they run that zone if they run that zone uh, offensive uh, offensive gameplay, they like they like them smaller athletic uh, um, linemen anyway. They like yeah, that. Yeah, and then well, well, let me let me say let me say it to you like this: Who's scared of Matt Ryan going around on the boot? That don't never happen. That'll never it's happen. You know insane, that, man. When you got a guy like that back here, man. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Well, 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 if if you don't like Devontae Freeman, I think you probably will like Tevin Coleman out of Indiana. He's six. He's six foot one and, and a little over two hundred pounds. So he should be a decent back that can. Uh, um, and he's got some size and speed to him. So, uh, he can. Hopefully, uh, yes, he can catch the football too. Yes, he can do that. So yeah, but you uh, see how much faith we put in rookies. We got a rookie running back. We got a bunch of rookies, like you said. Well, <laughs> I mean, really I bad, mean, man. well, well, well. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I mean, uh, everybody right. has to start. Every every have everybody that's got some ability that can get on the field and start has to start somewhere. And someone's always got to have their first year. So um, sure. you never know. I mean. Uh, the uh, uh, NFC South is usually a wide open division, uh, and usually you don't have a eleven and three, ten and ten and six type of team. It's usually nine and seven, maybe eight and eight, maybe ten and six. But uh, uh, for the most part, uh, all the teams are basically the same. Um, each one has their own strong suit, and uh, you got a shot. And I mean, you're supposed to be positive, my man. This is you're going no, man, into training. I, 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 I don't do fake positivity. I do realistic. Uh, those years okay. when we were 13 and three, I was with the team. I saw the roster. I said, "Okay, we're going right. to be good." Like I can see right. it. I'm willing right. to do it when I see it. But when I don't right. see it, no, I'm not going to be out here uh, <laughs> praising rookies and backups and people that we're hoping are good enough to make a roster. Okay. All right. Um... Enough of that. We're going to move on to um, some uh, guys that either got uh, um, spanked by the commissioner or soon will be spanked by the commissioner. Uh, Well, let me put it this way. And another guy who got spanked already and soon will be spanked some more and and in in store to lose some more games. I'm talking about. um, Captain America. <laughs> I don't know about Captain. No, I'm not talking about Captain America first. I'm talking about the guy out out of uh, um, uh, um, New York, uh, uh, d- uh, outstanding defensive lineman, 
Um, I don't know, but he can't stay out of trouble. He already got suspended for four games for uh, uh, a substance abuse violation, or, or and now he he's due to get suspended some more. But he got arrested in, in July 14th uh, for resisting arrest, and um, um, street race dri- driving a vehicle. Um, three times uh, at 122, 135, and 140 something miles an hour. And, and, and he had a couple of, I guess, a couple of adults in the car and a 12 year old in the car. And supposedly, with his 2014 Bentley Silver Spur, he had a, a older of marijuana. So he's got all kinds of issues. I'm talking about Sheldon Richardson, if you guys don't know, that he's got all kinds of issues. He's already suspended for four games. I'm looking at at least uh, four more, maybe possibly more than that, uh, that he's going to be gone for the majority of this season, which is going to be a big hit for the uh, New York Jets. He played for the New York Jets. He played for the New York Jets. Right. So so now that, that, that Leonard Williams from USC pick makes a lot more sense if they were worried right. about, you know, some of their defensive linemen. But a, a situation like this, I, I think He's they should take a guy down for a whole year, man. Sometimes people need to get away from football. And right. not only that, get away from whatever it is they feel like, uh, you know, they're invincible. He needs to get away from that, get it, have it taken away from him, and worry about his own life, get his life in order. So, yeah, this dude is, is seriously troubled, obviously. Uh, the street racing part is problematic. I care. I could care less about the marijuana. This is a new day and age in America. Well, uh, I mean, but yeah, but the me, fact that me, you do me. that with a kid in the car, yeah, that's that's that that's that lack of judgment that that needs to be sat down and talked to well, and, and well, really find some way to change his life. Well, well, how about this on top of the lack of judgment? And I just happened to see it, and I missed it when I first told you y'all about it. Um, he had a fully loaded handgun along with the smell of odor and along with, with all the other stuff that he did, including resisting arrest. So Yeah, but the handgun uh, was legal from what I read. So, I mean, if he, if he got paperwork for the handgun and, and it's legal, I mean, hey, if the, if yeah, the state well, decides you can carry, you can carry. I have no problem with that if they said it's legal. But, okay. Yeah, that's well, just I, the lack of judgment there, man, with a kid in the car. Like, come on. Man. Yeah, 12-year-old, car, 12-year-old in the car. I don't know if it was a relative or who the heck it was. Probably the kid had to probably be scared um, scared out of his life, man, to, to sit there and, and, and go through going over 122, 120, 130, 140 miles an hour. I mean, nice car, probably rides – uh, like you probably don't even feel it, but that's that's high speed and anything can happen. The least little mistake can can be um, four casual four fatalities versus uh, uh, four guys and and a uh, young kid sitting in the car. I don't even know what if, if it was a male or female. It really doesn't make a difference uh, if it was a um, a girl or a young boy. Twelve uh, year old doesn't need to be subjected to that. All right. Yeah, man. The other... Think about the late great Jerome Brown. Oh, go, go ahead, yep. my man. My bad. Yep. Yep. You're right. Jerome Brown. Uh, he 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 was a speed freak, and, and it did him in. So you're right. All right. Let's move on to this. Excuse me. Because no, I think he. Excuse me. I think Jerome yeah, I Brown also had a off. minor in the car with him. Unfortunately, very sad. Yes. Thirteen year old nephew was with him. That's right. That's right. I don't know what what's with these guys, and they, they have to they either show off or or have uh, someone that's uh, a preteen or a teenager in the car and do some crazy stuff like that. It makes no sense. Total lack of judgment uh, uh, and uh, a disregard for uh, human life. You know, let me put it that way. Really. Anyway, let's move on to this because uh, this has been a hot topic over the last few days, um, and I, I got to get you guys uh, thoughts on this because. Um, it's, 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 I don't know, the different, different viewpoints and I, I have to get it now. Everybody was in long anticipation, um, to, to see what would happen, um, and what kind of, uh, punishment that Tom Brady would get 
um, after his appeal was heard. Some said that he would get half. Some said that he wouldn't get any. Some even said, well, he's probably going to keep the, the four games. Well, the ones that said he's probably going to keep the four games were right. The commissioner heard the appeal. And guess what? Tom Brady got four games. Um, and I'm going to read a couple things that uh, um, uh, um, gave reason for the commissioner or he put his reasoning out there why the four games were um, kept in and nothing was um, uh, reduced, even though supposedly both sides tried to come to some kind of um, compromise. And uh, um, the compromise quite naturally was uh, accepted on either side. So this is what we got. Four, Brady keeps the four games, and I'll, I'll go on from there. In short, the available electronic uh, evidence coupled with the information compiled in an investigation, uh, investigators' interviews, leads me to conclude that Mr. Brady knew about, approved of, consented to, and provided inducements and rewards in support of the scheme by which with Mr. John Jastrzemski and support Mr. Jim McNally tampered with the, the game balls. The 20-part uh, report issued by Goodell explaining why he upheld Brady's four-game suspension for his role in the def deflation of footballs for the AFC championship game read like a corporate drama. The report wasn't exactly a whodunit. Goodell got to the bottom of that pretty quickly, but it does showcase a plot that thickens with every page. Most telling, on the day Brady was interviewed by independent investigator Ted Wells, March 6th, Brady instructed his assistant to destroy the cell phone that he had been using since November 2014. At the time, Brady knew that Wells had requested information from the phone. The sudden disappearance of the phone was discovered June 18th and confirmed during the appeals hearing. Before the game against the Colts, Brady reviewed a highlighted copy of the rules. Brady and John Jastrzemski, a Patriots equipment manager, talked on the phone once or twice a year. But on J January 19th, the day after the conference title game, they talked on the phone for 25 minutes and exchanged 12 text messages. Of course, none of that was gleaned from Brady's phone records because they weren't available after the phone and SIM card had been destroyed. But it was all there on Jastrzemski's records. The two parties also met in person in the quarterback, quotation quarterback room, not a regular hangout for Jastrzemski, and spoke by phone over the course of two more days as well. When asked in the hearing about the frequent communications, Brady said, I think most of the conversation centered around breaking in the balls for the Super Bowl. On January 19th, only six months excuse me, six minutes after his first conversation with Brady, Jastrzemski and McNally, a part-time ball boy for 32 years, spoke multiple times by phone, and McNally gave Jastrzemski a heads-up that his, his name had come up during McNally's interview with NFL security. The two reportedly had multiple lengthy calls in the days that followed. McNally didn't come away empty-handed after following instructions from Jaskremski when prompted by Brady. Goodell concluded the nickname, the deflator, has zero to do with McNally's weight as suggested, but entirely because of his job in using a needle to take care of the, take care of the air of the footballs. The kickbacks included shoes, clothes, and autograph items from Brady. In one text message exchanged between Jastrzemski and McNally, Jastrzemski said, I have a big needle for you this week. Better be surrounded by cash and new kicks or it's rugby Sunday. That's what the, uh, McNally responded by referring to the, hard, to the hard ball. A week before the title game, Jastrzemski told McNally that it would be a big autograph day for us. Days later in the Patriots equipment room, Brady signed two footballs and a game-worn jersey. Now, over the ensuing days, um, when the appeals came out, you guys, the NFL learned from his past mistakes. I got to admit it. 
Uh, they learned from the past mistake. They filed suit in a New York Manhattan court um, to uh, uh, have the appeal upheld. Quite naturally, the NFL, NFLPA got highly uh, irritated and, and, and outraged about the uh, uh, appeal process um, um, not being um, overturned. And he, he's got to do the four games that they filed in Minnesota, hoping to get the uh, uh, Judge Doty, if I'm not mistaken, that's who it is in, in Minnesota, to um, uh, um, have it, the venue moved to Minnesota. The judge in Minnesota just recently said, no, nah, it's going back to New York. That's where, where it was filed uh, because the NFL filed first and you first file under the first file rule. That's where it's going to be heard. So there's a lot what I just said. Um, I'm going to go to, oh, my God, who do I want to go to first? I'm going to go to Nas first and then Macau and then Jeff on your thoughts of what the hell is going on right now. And um, it don't look for Mr. good for Mr. Tom Brady at this point. Talk to me. Yeah, I guess I'll just say, first of all, uh, are we that naive to think these were the only games that this stuff happened in? You know what I mean? No. The games in question, first yeah. of all. And then the next point would be uh, if Tom Brady had something in his phone that would exonerate him, would that phone have been destroyed? Of course, no. So we're dealing with somebody who cheated and got caught. Hey, man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's the old football adage. I believe in that. He got caught. He got a service for games. He tried to stay with his lie. Uh, I mean, as most of us do in situations where we get caught up and we have to lie. So he tried to push it to the limit, but – no matter what, man, destroying that phone is damning. Like, there's, there's really no way around that. So I, I, don't, I don't really understand all the sympathy he's getting right now. And Bob Kraft came out today with a ridiculous statement uh, trying to back up Tom Brady again. So I don't know if that's just, you know, a friendly thing he had to do for him or what. But he, he just looks dead to rights to me. All right, Bacal, talk to me. Uh, I know you may have a different opinion. I know you may have a different opinion yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a totally different opinion. I mean, uh, I, I I really, you know, I you know, I I don't I don't like Belichick. I really don't. You know, because sometimes he, he he just he just he just pushes it he just pushes it to the line way too much for me. But with that said, the explanation that he the first explanation that he came out and gave was dead to right. You know what I mean? I mean, every and and every engineer that I've talked to said that this is this is much to do about nothing. The only thing that's the only thing that really looks bad for for Tom is is the uh, the phone breaking thing. But I kind of get it. You know, he's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? You when you get rid of your phone, you just get rid of it. You know what I mean? No, nobody's going to secretly discover Jerry's phone and then put all Jerry's information out on out on, you know, Instagram or some shit. Or so oh, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Well but let me ask you before but, let me interrupt you for a minute. Let me interrupt you for a minute. Uh-huh. But they knew that he knew he knew before that the phone got destroyed that the uh investigators wanted the information off his phone. Um they, yeah, they, and they, then, and then they, and he wouldn't give it up. And then then comes no, the fact he wouldn't. Then, comes then comes the fact, fact that then comes the fact that uh when the appeal process was, was uh, uh he was in front of the appeals, uh when in front in front of Goodell, uh he, they found out that the uh, phone had gotten destroyed. Uh that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good at all. No, it don't it don't look good, but but it's understandable why he, you know, why he breaks his phone. You know what I mean? He's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? You get a new phone when you, when Tom Brady gets a new phone, it's different from when you and I get a new phone. He got to destroy. He got to destroy. I mean, I, but from what I from what I from what I read, they they provided all of the information in the appeals process that they wanted. All, all, all that stuff that you read, the back and forth and stuff like that, they, they provided all of that stuff. He provided all that stuff. Yeah, it's but like, they what more did you want? 
But they want yeah, to. They want provide you. Pro, you providing selected information is different from right. handing somebody the container and then fishing through it and seeing what's there. Like those right. are two different things. Like I hear what right. you're saying because personally, I wouldn't give up my phone either to a private entity. This is the NFL. Y'all ain't the FBI. No, you can't have my phone. I wouldn't. Exactly. Exactly. Listen. Yeah, but listen to what you just said. Tom Brady said the same thing. Brady said the same thing you just said. Come on, giving up my phone. When they requested, when they requested, you make it a few days later. I mean, you, you're just putting a whole lot of whiff of guilt on yourself. That's all I'm saying. It's just the timing of it. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you broke it a week before they asked, okay, I could get that. But if they ask and then all of a sudden you break it, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> you just I mean, listen to a drug dealer use that excuse. Same, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the same time, he did give you... He did turn around in, in the appeals process and gave you all the all of the calls back and forth and the texting back and forth and stuff well, like that. Let that's me, what let I, me, that's that's my point. That's my well, point. They didn't get, after he gave all that stuff up, they should have they should have reduced the joint or exonerated the joint because they ain't really do that. They ain't let really me, let show me, that. If your if your son and daughter gets in trouble at school and does something and they erase a bunch of the text messages and give you the ones they want you to see, you going to say what? Well, I'm going to say I'm gonna say this. First <laughs> off, they not, first off, no, first off, they not going to get my child's cell phone. I'm going to be just like, wait, y'all ain't getting nothing. Y'all going to get what I give you. Y'all going to get what I give you because I know how they are. They going to protect their ass. You know what I'm saying? And that's all. And that's all that that, well, that boy well, did uh, with Spain Goodell. That's all he did. Well, speaking he, they, they of they cover their ass. Speaking yeah. of protecting, speaking of protecting the butt, it, part of the negotiations that uh, Brady wanted. This is what happened with the NFL. NFL That's what I heard. That the the uh, um, what Brady wanted in the NFLPA was to Brady have a a fine. A twenty-five thousand dollar fine. I think that's what the fine is for for for, for yeah. this uh, this offense. No no games, and for the records to be sealed. Right. Yeah, I'm with so that. That's that. Sound, that sounds fair. That sounds, that sounds real fair. Well, well, let me ask that's you something. That sounds fair if you negotiate from a position of strength. If you yes. negotiate from a position of weakness, they like, nah, what? we don't want to do. No, there's no, but there's no weakness. But there's no weakness. This is whole weakness. That's what I'm saying to you. The this the, the only the only strength that that they standing on is that Goodell think that he lied. That's it. Well, right. well, Goodell well, think the, that he lied. Well, one of the reasons why they wanted to seal because they didn't want this information out that he had destroyed the phone when they before uh, um, before the appeals process and 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 no one could get. Get the, any records or find out what took place. Now, quite naturally, I imagine they 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 got some um, information from these other two guys that work for the Patriots, so they knew that um, that that text messages were going back and forth. But they wanted to uh, verify it through Tom Brady's phone, and Tom Brady wouldn't submit his phone. So he wanted when when he, when the negotiations went down with the NFLPA representing Tom Brady. They wanted the record sealed because one of the things they didn't want to come out was that he had destroyed the phone. Um, but, but, but but that's no smoking gun. You you, you keep that. That's, that's, well, that's take, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's that's not a smoking gun. Talk. Well, that's not a smoking gun. Well, well, let me put it this way: it's all in perspective. Perspective. Uh, I think it's a smoking gun. If you have nothing to hide then you can give up uh, 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 the information. If you have something to hide, Dude. quite naturally, you destroy, you nah, destroy, I mean, you just, you destroyed the phone. Nah, I mean, and the SIM card. But see, you keep talking like you are not Tom Brady. You're not Tom Brady. You and I are not Tom Brady. When you get well, it, like I explained to you, when you get a new phone, you just toss your phone away because you're not, you're not concerned with what, Somebody put up on Instagram if they find well, your phone uh, and put up there and, and all that uh, information. Uh, in, in a yeah, normal, you, you in would, a, you in would a, be on TMZ, no question. Right, Brady would it, be on TMZ or something like it, that. It, but it, no matter what the question boils down to, you should be saying, "I kept the phone because it's going to prove I'm innocent." You know what I mean? This is not your normal Tom Brady phone. This is it, the phone that's going to prove that they're yes. lying on you. 
So you should hold on to it and say, I have evidence over here. I didn't turn it over to the NFL, but I have it. Yes. So yes, when you do, see, when at you the do, same when, time, just like just you, like you got all you got you got all these leaks and stuff going out, you have a whole right. bunch of leaks of other stuff coming out with because it's Tom Brady's phone. I yeah, totally but see, get why this is, did, did that. But, the, but this is not a normal environment. If it was a normal environment that Tom Brady had a phone and he destroyed it, fine. But this no, this 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 is was a uh, unusual circumstance that he needed to keep his phone um, because the fact is either it made him guilty for one, or it definitely would have made uh, made him un uh, uh, um it would uh, um um exonerate him. And it quite naturally mm-hmm. when you de- when you, de- you when when you destroy it, you 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 eliminate that. You 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 bring more guilt on yourself than than uh, um than you would nah, uh, thinking. You, you, you keep you keep well, shifting what, that you keep shifting that to a regular person type deal. If that was well, you uh, or I, you you you'd be one hundred percent on. I totally agree with you. But you talking about Tom Brady. Then you got, uh, then you, then you, Tom, you, Tom Brady, you hand your phone over to some people you supposedly trust just to supposedly get the information that they looking at, right? Then something else happens to be leaked on TMZ, pictures of your wife, your kids, and all this other stuff that they've been protecting up. Nah, man, I feel it. No. Well, no. it don't make, it, that, it don't make you guilty. It would make, it would make, it would make you or I guilty. But that doesn't make him guilty. I, I, I don't see that. I don't see that as a smoking gun. And then all the information, all of the information, all the scientific evidence about the balls being being deflated or not, it's already been proven that it, the balls, they lost air because because of the uh, because of the heat in, in, inside the uh, inside the stadium. They, they yeah, but, 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 but my man, my man, my man, we're talking about an athlete here. So when you're talking about scientific evidence, that has nothing to do with an athlete thinking or just believing that this this way is better. And as long as he thinks this way is better and he feels like that's reason enough to do it, then he's going to do it. Like, I, I mean, I understand your point. Right. Like, yo, the scientists have proved there's no real evidence of him getting an advantage from this. But if he thinks there's one, no, 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 because of mm-hmm. because because of you know naturally, and that's what the science that's what the scientific evidence proves. They didn't they didn't um, deflate it you know below the PSI that was that was uh that was legal. They 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 deflated it down to what they thought was legal, and then it went down some more. So they didn't. Yeah, so there's no, 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 no I, I totally get that. I totally get that. I read that study too. What I'm saying is we're talking about a placebo effect. Let's say a pitcher says he wants his balls uh, dipped in salt water before the game. Let's say the attendant mm-hmm. tells him he did it, but he didn't actually do it. But if the pitcher thinks that he did it and he, he believes he still has that advantage, he's going to go out there confident and pitch like the balls have been altered the way he thought they were. So I'm, I'm, I'm applying that same thing to Brady. So even if there's right. no real advantage that he's getting, if he thinks he does and he's confident in that, then he's going to roll with it. But I mean, he's not paying those dudes uh, money and jerseys and shoes and autograph items for nothing. Like I said, I doubt he knew those dudes' well, names before no he actually one. wanted them to start messing with balls. But, okay. that's, but that's, that's the thing that I'm saying. Is there, was, there was nothing wrong done. There was no wrong doing that. If, if, if you the ball boy, right, and I say to you, look, I need these joints. I like these joints at 12.5. I like them lower. You know what I'm saying? They they have a tendency to have them joints at 14. I like them at 12.5, which is legal. And you take them down to 12.5, and I sign, I sign, you know, some autographs and give you some other stuff. That's no wrongdoing, Slim. They get, and, and it, all they it, were doing it, was it, it is wrongdoing because you have no. to do something the other team can't do. And and here, here's, here's a yeah, no, no, 
no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, they have a policy now to where the officials are going to follow and maintain and keep control of the ball. This is the NFL. Yeah, the ball. They're the ones who didn't right. secure the equipment that will be used in a game. Exactly. This is their fault, but we really want like, to get down to the game. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It is those their balls. fault. Imagine Major League Baseball <laughs> let whatever pitcher do whatever the hell he wanted to with the ball. Like, yeah, this, this is, this is their own negligence they, coming back to bite them. Yeah, but he right, didn't right. do anything. He didn't do anything wrong, though. You know, if they, if, if he, if he wanted the ball deflated down to twelve point five, which was it, which they they could do. You know what I'm saying? Because they have like six balls that belong to each team, and they did whatever they wanted to do to those six, to just those six balls. They can do that. And if he, if he was, if he was tasked to put them down to twelve point five, that's what he was supposed to do. I don't see anything wrong with it. Nothing at all. I'm saying, I'm saying you're telling me, you're telling me that he was giving them extra benefits and cash for doing their job. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I yeah, don't yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah, He's asking for a little more. Yeah, but what, what, what? Where was the competitive disadvantage? One, two, and if. If if they if they if they was talking bantering back it's, and forth or whatever, that, that was that was like you know some jokes and stuff like that. That was like okay yeah wink wink I I did this or whatever whatever hook me up blah blah blah. Them jokes it, that wasn't even it wasn't even like you know, know something that, serious like that. Uh, it okay. wasn't even nothing serious like that. All right, let me, I mean, let me, you know what it is. You know what it all boiled down to. Everybody hate the Patriots because they are. See, they got a culture of that crap. See, that's what that's what make that's what make what I'm saying to you a hard sell. It's a hard sell. You well, just like man. Yeah, they're, they're, the new, they're the new age Raiders. They have a reputation for kind of you know taking the easy exactly. way out across from the line. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Let me let well, Jerry take over his show, man. I'm sorry. Th thank, th <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I just want I just want to hear the banner back and forth. I'm still waiting for Jeff. But before I do that, uh, you guys all heard of Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban happened to chime in on here, and, and uh, I'm going to get Jeff's reaction along with the uh, whatever else was said. Uh, 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 Jeff's reaction um, about what what Mr. Mark Cuban has to say. He says, as far as four games being held. Um, he's surprised it wasn't extended. He said the old saying, the cover-up is always worse than a crime, applies here. Once he destroyed his phone, this all went from did he break the rules of the game to can he get away with deceiving the commissioner. We can argue whether four games was too much for deflating the ball. We can argue whether four games is enough for trying to make a fool out of the commissioner of the NFL. The NFL can't have players, their age and lawyers think that if you do wrong and just destroy the evidence, it will be all okay. That could undermine the integrity of the league. If this was the NBA, I truly think the suspension would have been more than 25% of the season. So while the Pats fans I'm sure will disagree, I think the punishment of four games for trying to destroy evidence is actually light. Jeff, talk to me. You know, I mean, this whole thing Kind of reminds me of like uh, something from pro wrestling, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I, I can't stand Roger Goodell. I mean, he, the guy's a buffoon, and I think this is going to play out. Idiot. It, it, the NFL is going to lose in court again. I don't think so. Right. Goodell has oh, a very lose. poor concept of of uh, due process and, and civil rights, et cetera, et cetera. And I got a problem with the NFL trying to divorce itself from the legal system. This country, there's a legal system. It's not perfect, but it's a system. It's okay some of the time. And if I had a choice to have my employer pass judgment on me for a perceived misdeed or the legal system, I'm going with the legal system. Uh, and, but, you know, Goodell can't get past that because he panders to morons and, you know, he wants to be the guy to clean up the NFL because, you know, in a league, 
of about 1,600 men, most of 99% in their 20s and 30s, you're going to have a couple bad apples. Simpletons perceive it to be a thug league, and Goodell's a simpleton for wanting to be the sheriff in town. And, uh, you know, the NFL trying to act like a law enforcement agency is a joke. It's like when the NCAA does it, and they're a joke. Yes, sir. I always wanted to. I always wanted to. I don't have any involvement with college athletics in any way. When the NCAA tries to talk to somebody, they don't have any power to subpoena or anything like that. I'd love to tell them to go take a hike. Now, I'm sure some of these cats might have law enforcement experience or they act like they are, but they ain't squat. They're nothing. They're civilians. You know? <laughs> and the, the NFL can't divorce itself from the legal system, and they've been getting routed in court, and that's where this thing is going to get straightened out in court. The only thing Brady's got to be wary of is uh, be careful because once he gets sworn in, he can get in trouble for perjury. You know, um, but, you know, hey, football season's back because that's all we've been talking about this show. So uh, have no fear. Football is here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to something. Uh, um, we, some, some of us can agree to disagree. Let me put it that way. Uh, let's, let's move on to another guy that in the, it's still in the NFL that wants to get paid um, big money, uh, and his team is balking at it. Um, he wants to get paid like Cam Newton, who has a five-year, almost $104 million contract, um, which, was, which was offered uh, or relatively close to that, which was offered to Russell Wilson, and that wasn't good enough. Wilson wants to be one of the, th- the three highest quarterbacks played, I mean, paid in the league, and uh, – um, the Seahawks have until Wilson walks supposedly into training camp and starts practicing tomorrow. Otherwise, he's going to play out his $1.5 million contract until and, and go into free agency or be a free agent next next year. Should Russell Wilson be paid one of the highest uh, contracts or the one of the top three contracts in the league? I'm going to nod first, and then we go up the, up the ladder to uh, uh, um, McCall, then Jeff. Uh, this is no, this is no brainer. Yes, he should be paid like a top quarterback in the league. Is he as good or on the on par with Aaron Rodgers? No, but the intangibles of Russell Wilson are what pay out. You got a guy who's good in the community. You got a guy who's well versed in quarterback speak. You see those press conferences, those ridiculous press conferences where he says everything that the team wants you to say, and. He's a good player, man. I know a lot of people devalue him now, but they base that on him playing in a running system that's built around the defense based on them drafting well on defense. So you can't ask Russell Wilson to be a 30-plus drop-back guy if the team wasn't built for that. He walked into that spot and took over for a high-paid veteran and really invigorated that team. And it's changed not only the culture there, but what people see Seattle football as. He's a he's a sports icon, and unless he has some type of off-the-field transgression, uh, that dude is going to make so much money for any franchise that he plays for. you got a, a Christian, straight-up, non-drinking, non-smoking, clean-cut guy who can actually play. So, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. He's a superstar, and he should be paid. And the quarterback position in the NFL is so – you know, overpaid at this point that you can't change the rules just because it's his turn. So when Andy Dalton and Callan Kaepernick and all these other guys get paid, you can't all of a sudden turn change the rules on the actual Super Bowl winner who almost had a chance to be back-to-back. So, yeah, Russell should get paid. This is just negotiation, and I think he'll settle for a little under what Aaron gets. Talk to me, Macau. I don't see why this is a problem. I don't even understand why this is an issue. You know, Seahawks, they, and, and they better stop playing because this youngin', this youngin' can walk next year. I mean, walk. I mean, like, leave the NFL and go play baseball. You understand? <laughs> this youngin' can just walk and leave. You know what I'm saying? And then they be, they be ass out. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get, trying to get Tavares Jackson ass out. 
trying to get that Bama, from, that Bama back up from Green Bay ass out. Man, this youngin is like, this youngin is like, like, like brand new bread. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, I mean, he's giving them everything they want. Everything they want. Everything. Pay him. I don't even, I don't understand why this is an issue. I don't. Okay, Jeff. You know, he might play to the end of his contract, and I, I even heard he took out insurance in case that happens, which just goes to show you how smart, you know, this young man is. Uh, and that's what Flacco did, and it worked out great for Flacco. And people yep. say, you know, was Flacco really worth the money? But the thing, the reason very few quarterbacks become free agents, you look at a team like uh, Jerry's former team, uh, the Jets, and, uh, yeah, they'd kill for a Flacco. They'd kill yep. for a Russell Wilson because, yep. uh, you know, they've been plagued by poor quarterback plague for years. Yeah. That's true. And uh, uh, look at the quarterbacks. Look at the, the, the uh, current Super Bowl champion. Look at the past Super Bowl champion. I think the only one that really didn't have a decent quarterback was uh, the 2001. I think the 2001, 2002 um, champions of Baltimore Ravens. I forget what year they won when they had Trent Dilfer, who was just a, uh, in quotation marks, a game manager. He really wasn't a big time uh, quarterback. But all the other Super Bowl yeah, champions. And, and with the rule changes, how could you even do that again? You have to ask yourself. With all of these right. new rule changes that kind of benefit the offense, could you do that Dilfer thing again if you got an all time defense? I right. doubt it. I, I doubt it. So, so the majority of the the uh, the majority of Super Bowl champions have to have a quarterback that can make plays when it needs it needs to happen. And if you have somebody, uh, it's a quarterback um, that's got a hell of a hell of a record, uh, uh, regular season and in post game, and including the Super Bowl, could have possibly won two back to back. Taking taking each quarterback of the team, he's taking them to two Super Bowls. He's he helped win win uh, uh, games last year in the playoffs to get him to the Super Bowl, and you have a trouble paying him uh, as a top quarterback. Um, you want to kind of uh, uh, um, shorten the, the pockets on it, shorten the pockets uh, coming out of money with you. I mean, for for him, uh, you got a problem with that. All right, fellas, uh, I got no time. We're in overtime right now, which is fine. Uh, we had a very spirited conversation. Uh, I was going to say, Nas, I appreciate you calling in and getting McCall all worked up, which is not hard to do, but that's okay. I still love you, my man, uh, McCall. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Jeff for, for coming in here. I'm going to go around the horn and see if you guys have any parting shots that you want to put out there before we close your show out. Uh, I'm going to go with Nas. I give him the, the opportunity to go first, and then Jeff. And then um, Macau. Yeah, I, I just want to piggyback on some of the things Jeff was saying. Uh, as far as NFL and that whole Sheriff Roger Goodell thing, we got something in this nation that's kind of weird to where people love the NFL, but they actually hate the players that are on the field and they're willing, believe, to, willing to believe any narrative or any story that says the players are not only thugs and criminals, but also stupid. So we, we've got that dynamic going on with the fans, and that same dynamic exists in the NCAA. People love their teams, hate the actual talent on the field, and you can see it being kind of kind of manipulated whenever these people in uh, high offices step out and have a presser and start demonizing folks. So the same things that raggedy NCAA does, uh, Roger Goodell is fully aware of, and he gets paid $41 million a year to pull it off. So, yeah, man, uh, shout-out to you for that commentary earlier. And I think Mark Cuban was just trolling the NFL like he always does. Okay. About to Jeff? Um, uh, yeah, uh, maybe, Jerry, you could talk about this on your show on Sunday or maybe you right. have a show on Saturday. The, uh, uh, the Cardinals hired uh, a woman uh, yes, coaching yes. Uh, intern. Yes, and, yes. And uh, also uh, – Becky Hammond uh, coached the uh, San Antonio Spurs, a summer league team, to uh, a championship. A championship. With all due respect, yep. championships in those leagues aren't worth much. Most teams just want the prospects to get a little action and not get hurt. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, some uh, coaching doors are opening up for women. 
Hi, Macau. Shout out, shout out to Jonesboro, Riverdale, Stone Mountain, DeKalb County. He know what I'm talking about. He know what I'm talking about. He know what I'm talking about. So you hear him laughing. I was just down that joint last weekend. So it's like real strange that you called today, man. But shout out to them people down there that have welcomed me down there. Um, man, I hope these Redskins do something, man, because I'm just about tired of them losing and doing dumb stuff. And they about to do something dumber by signing this dude. But go ahead and take I, – I, I, I sign off on it. Go ahead and take – Go ahead and take a roll on that. Shout out to my man Jeff. Jeff, sorry, we keep we just keep over talking you, but it seemed like you cool with it, but you came <laughs> strong with it, bro. You had you had me over this Joe hype. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've been trying to get on Roger Goodell for the past four years on this show, saying he was a clown, saying he was an idiot, and you are absolutely right. It's gonna wind up with egg on his face again. Again. Okay. All right. Well, I thank all you guys' opinions, whether uh, we can agree or disagree, which is fine. This is this, this is an open forum, so we, we put it all out there. Uh, for those who are listening, I appreciate you listening. Tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, always on a Thursday night. We bring it, uh, whether you like it or not, we bring it. The FSP Crew Show is always here. Uh, tune in uh, on, on Saturday at 1 p.m. with Victor. Um, and myself will be the uh, host and co-host of the FSB show, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every Saturday. And also on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be holding it down with the master plan. Uh, Jeff called in last week. Macau has also been a, uh, um, a, uh, a guest on that show. I'll uh, be talking about uh, fantasy on that show. It's getting that time of season, so I'm a fantasy football um, uh, um uh, guy and I like talking about it, and I'll be talking about it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this Fantasy Sunday morning. Football specialist. <laughs> well, I, whatever. I, I like I like talking about <laughs> fantasy football. Let me put it that way. Anyway, uh, with that being said, um, enjoy the rest of the uh, evening. Uh, be safe on this weekend, and hopefully you'll be back um, at the same time next week. See ya. Yeah, Mr. Anka. Fantasy sports and politics crew, check. Fantasy sports and politics, ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics crew, yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Uh Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah Lock on